Welcome to another episode of 20, 30, 40, straight talk, no edit. Hey! This always makes me smile. <laughs> Every time I just be grinning. It just makes me so happy. And you, always, you just be like, we be all. I know. Like, eh, eh. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, village. Oh, it's yes. It's nice to hear, um, talk to you guys again. Mm-hmm. We do have a guest today. Wait, wait. What? That's nice. <laughs> I mean, because of the topic today, I feel like I need to you put on my phone. I, I, I felt that narrow, in my Narrow my eyes. And <laughs> okay. All right. Somebody's going to have to pay for this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so we do have a guest today. It is Miss Nikki. Yes. Our sex revolutionary. Yes. Our sex leader. Yes. Our sex healer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> From... um. The Pussy Trauma group on Facebook. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to let her talk a little bit before we jump into the episode. Hello, hello, 203040. Thank you for having me. Hey. Um, excited to be here. So I am Nikki Powell. I am a sex coach, sex worker, and all-around sex- sexual revolutionary. And... Um, I'm really uh, in my work nowadays. I'm honing in on black women. Um, when I started my sex work, I started with white men that, um, you know, couldn't stay out of their wives' panty drawers. Um, so now I decided to shift my work to help our black women heal their pussy trauma. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I started the Pussy Trauma Group on Facebook, and it has just ran and it's growing. And um, I'm so excited to heal and, uh, you know, work with women and talk about different sexual topics and talk about rape, abortion, molestation, um, just all of the things that aren't talked about in our community. So I think it's super Super important um, to have those discussions with one another. And so um, I'm happy to be here. We're going to have to hurry up and get to the discussion because about 20 questions <laughs> popped up in my mind when she introduced us. <laughs> Even though we had a pre-introduction, some just totally caught my ear. But go ahead. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I wanted, we wanted to have you on this because we believe that sex education is important. We all have worked in sex education um, at, our, at the place that we met at. And we just kind of want to reduce the stigma associated with anything that's sex because we know that sex can be freeing, it can be healing, it can be spiritual. And we want to let people know that instead of people trying to shame people about it. Mm-hmm. So, updates, Twenty. Um, so this week has been very exciting for me. Um, Put your mouth on it, Twenty. Oh, here we go, <laughs> here we go, here we go. That's my sex voice, yeah. <laughs> So I've been really honing in on being a mom, a career woman, and an entrepreneur. And when I say you can do all three, you can do all three. And it's and it's beautiful when your passion, when you can see your passion, Mm -hmm. and you can. I don't know. I just been feeling like this overwhelming joy in my life, and I'm happy. I'm content. Um, Things are really working out for me, and it's just it's a really good feeling in a place that I'm in. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my update is I went home um, this past week. And, you know, home, people say ain't nothing better than being home than coming home. It was just a lot of childhood issues coming up for me. Mm-hmm. It was still good to go home, though. Like, I miss my family so much, and it was great to see them. 
But that's the short of my update. I don't really want to focus on that. What I do want to focus on is these abortion bills. That's, so, that's not your update, though. It is. It's part okay. of my update. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, um, once you got the legislation, go ahead. Huh? Right. Mm-mm. No. So, part of the thing is that, like, a lot of people don't know that I had an abortion my senior year of college. And I never really told anybody about it, but I'm so not shamed about it because it was the best thing <laughs> for me. Yes, I wanted to have sex with the person that I got pregnant by. It was great sex. and But <laughs> we could not... Like, we would not have been good parents. And I always wanted to bring my child into a world where the parent, both parents were loving and both parents could support them. And at that time in my life, I couldn't support nobody, which means I probably shouldn't have been having sex, but I couldn't support anybody, um, and I couldn't be a good parent. And I think that had these abortion laws that they're trying to put into place were in place right now, it would have reduced my access to getting out of poverty, and it would have kind of put me into a cyclic behavior of the stuff that I grew up in, and I just don't think it's fair. I think that people should have control and domain over their own bodies, and this is not just a women's issue because I do believe that um, people who don't claim genders can also get pregnant as well. So this is a people issue. And I believe that more men should be speaking up about abortion because it will affect you if you have children or if you have daughters. And it's not just something that should be on the table or should be quiet about or women should be talking about. It should be an everybody issue. So I want people to really take the time to explore what abortion means. Yes, a zygote, even though it has a heartbeat, that does not make it a person. And, I, and the people who are pro-life, I want you to keep the same energy when the child is born. Increase access to health care. Increase access to food stamps. Increase access to schools. Make schools on an even playing field all around. Increase livable wages for people. Other than that, then you need to allow abortion because I just, I just can't. And that's my update. But even that. But even on the line of that, of how how they need to increase everything, let people decide what they want to do. It ain't your damn business. Exactly. And it's all these people making the rules that don't even have a damn uterus, so they don't Hello? even know Hello? what it's like. Hello, this is my body. I do what I want to do. Just like when I want to cross the street, I can cross the street. I don't need to ask you for permission. So let me do what I want to do with my body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's and heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And along like. My thing is too by enforcing these abortion laws, that's not gonna um, that's not gonna stop anything. People are still gonna get abortions. It's just gonna cause more deaths. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, just the same way that y'all believe that not controlling guns is not gonna stop people from using guns. It really pisses me off, and that's the end of my update. Anybody can chime in on it though, but that's the end of my update. <laughs> That's her update. Well, (laughs) this is 40, and my update is um, I have an event coming up. Lord, I put my phone up. I got to be better. I had an awesome Mother's Day um, Mm -hmm. because my kids are actually old enough to understand what Mother's Day is. Even though I can do without the gifts, I just like the celebration of of being a mother. So I have an event June 22nd at the office at 6400 West Main. It's talk about let's talk about dating and the different variations of dating and what that actually means. Dating does not mean that you are in a committed relationship. That's going to be my disclaimer right now if you want to learn more. 
Hit me up. I am taking um, advanced payments because the seating is very, very, very limited because I want it to be really intimate. And I want people there who are seriously trying to understand what dating means so that they can do it in a more healthy manner. Um, still taking appointments for life coaching, relationship coaching, motivational speaking, still on tour. My next tour date is in July. I will be in Atlanta. And you can find me on Facebook at I Am Changing Life Coach Service LLC. That's it. That's my update. That's it. That's all. <laughs> now, uh, Black Girl Magic. So my Black Girl Magic is Aisha Curry. Yes. Oh, yes. Go, go, go. So the, and let me tell you why. It's because, you know, remember a few episodes ago I was talking about how I'm trying to get my sexy back. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I was like, girl, I, I'm here with you at this current moment. I felt her. I was her. She is me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I felt. So I get it. It's not that she was saying, oh, I want more men attention. But she just wanted to know she still got it. Damn right. And I, it's didn't like, have, I didn't have a problem. Nothing that she said. I had a problem neither. with the fact that they attacked her and didn't say nothing about Jada. If you mad at her. <laughs> Jada said, baby, I agree with you, but nobody heard that part. But, no, let's go back. Nope, they accusing her about that, but why aren't we talking about how she felt in school where she felt like she had to pick sides of being black or white? Right. That sucks. So let's talk about that. That's an issue that we can discuss. Everybody wants to be, everybody wants to feel like they are still desired no matter where they're Mm -hmm. at in life. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. She never said that her husband did not give her enough attention. Mm -hmm. She did state that sometimes she feels like a ghost, and I can understand that. You're with someone who, when he walks in the room, everybody knows who he is, and if he's not introducing you, that's rude to me. I, Well, people know who you are. You my wife. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-mm. Introduce me because I don't know them. Mm-hmm. So I felt all that. I was with her. I understood. And it was horrible because it was more women attacking her. And I think it was the bitter, insecure women that were looking Mm -hmm. in the mirror (laughs) and Mm -hmm. don't want to live in their truth Mm -hmm. because every woman has insecurities. Mm -hmm. Every woman feels like they didn't fit in at some point or another because of something. Either I was too big or I was too light-skinned or I was too dark or whatever. Everybody has that issue, but everybody wants to just, you know, brush it over and feel like, oh, that's, you know, she's she's rich, so she needs to be mm-hmm. happy because she's rich. Rich, monetary things don't bring no happiness. And that, <clears throat> that's the Say thing. That. That's what they don't understand. That don't mean nothing to her. <clears throat> what she stated is her truth. Damn and we, right. always, we have been promoting this for be transparent, living your truth, and stand on it. And I'm glad she didn't back down. I know that's right. <clears throat> and I made a post afterwards, and I was like, when you stand on your truth, Stand on it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You, it's gonna people gonna come at you just because mm-hmm. they want they want to they want to shine from what they think is your darkness. No, she stood on it, and that's the, I'm tell your truth. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I didn't watch the red table talk. I just saw the comments. It was annoying. Um, the table talk was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was. I didn't watch it though because the comments enough was just annoying, and I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like dealing with this. But. Also, I be feeling like for the people, the men and the women who spoke against Aisha Curry, like keep that same energy again when your homeboys be in other people inboxes and they got two kids, a whole wife and a side chick. Like don't don't talk about some shit that you ain't ready to address in your own circle. Um, I I felt Aisha Curry, and I also saw a post from Steph Curry where he like stood up for her and he was like, "That's right, baby, I'm glad." 
that you actually like stood up and talked mm-hmm. in your truth. And it, I know that got to be that has to feel amazing to have somebody that supports you and they understand your feelings, even if your feelings may be a byproduct of them. So now, see, that's messed up because I didn't even see that post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. They and blasted also, her, but I didn't Aisha see that. also posted something on Instagram. Did y'all see mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And I, I was, that. yeah, that was really good because she was like, "Look, it's it's mental health awareness month, right?" And mm-hmm. I'm letting all y'all know I'm gonna live in my truth, regardless if you know I'm gonna be shunned for it or not. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that. You got mm-hmm. to, you got to. So mm-hmm. I was excited. I was when she said I was like so I was like liberate yourself. Like I, that's right. I had a friend text me and was like, "How you feel about the situation?" It was a man, and I'm like, my response was, "I am her. She is me." So you know his <laughs> response had to be something crazy. Talking about some, you ain't rich, you ain't this, you ain't that, and I'm like, you missing my point of what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying I feel her, I understand her. And even when I would post stuff with people, I'm not arguing with you. I said what I said. And she said what I she said. What, what I said. <laughs> right. No more comment. Like, when people would comment, I'm not going back and forth with you. It is what it is. And people like, oh, well, now she want to blame it on mental health. It don't matter what she's saying. She oh, said God. what she said, and it is what it is. But I don't understand how they don't realize that insecurities can lead to depression. So how you, how you not? Related to mental health, like that. because they unpack their own bullshit. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everybody got it. I don't yep. care how much work you done done, mm-hmm. you still got insecurity somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you want to try to point out other people's flaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just looking in the mirror. That's mm-hmm. all they was doing with Aisha. They not even looking in the mirror because what they were saying was, "I be with him. He don't want your raggedy ass. <laughs> <laughs> he want who he got. Exactly. He just got to work on it." Why do people do that? As soon as somebody have a problem, they want to be, they want to feel like they the one that can fix it. No, they ain't say they was breaking up. He don't want. He got who he want, and he's standing by her because that ain't the first statement that she said that she had a problem in their relationship. Because she said at one particular time, people probably don't remember that she had a problem with their sexual intercourse, and it wasn't what she wanted. And he had to step his game up, bro. Most men do. If you can't, if you can't just. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to do it today, <laughs> bro. She about to take me out. It's the truth. If you can't, if you can't, and I say it all the time, if you can't have them honest conversations with that person, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to be. Why are you fucking? Mm-hmm. Another thing about that is, I know I said I wasn't coming, but another thing about that <laughs> when is, did you say you is, is that come? they have been together since they were eighteen mm-hmm. years right. old, and they're probably approaching thirty. Let me tell you something. The kind of sex that I wanted at 18 it's ain't totally got nothing different. on the sex that I want now. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Boy, did y'all see flies? Y'all better what 36 and up. Boy, they've been had you walking funny. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to listen. So I think that that's also probably going to the issue. Like, she probably feel like, oh, all these women desiring him mm-hmm. and the dick ain't, ain't what it's supposed to be. Let me, okay. let me tell you. Let me but tell also, you. it shows you the evolution of their relationship. Mm-hmm. It shows you the ups and downs. It's not everything is rainbow. Right. And it's, I'm glad they're working through their issues because a lot of people can fold and give up, mm-hmm. especially if the person not willing to work with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So but I'm glad that they. If you looked at it, his mom was a beast. Oh, she plays no game. Yeah. <laughs> she I, plays no game. And, I and she said, like, and the thing is, she said, I don't get in my kids' business, right? Unless I need to. She's like, I let them handle their own stuff. She was a beast. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see the whole situation. But uh, can we um get because I got. Okay. I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. So, it's, it's International Masturbation Month. Hey! Ooh. 
So we have, um, we wanted to have some, an expert on just to talk about it and um, get a little bit more in depth. A candid conversation. A mm. candid conversation about touching, pleasing, rubbing, loving <laughs> <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> I swear, I'm going to be able to take this episode. So, um, you, had, so you said you had questions. You can go first. Oh, yeah. So, because people get wording all jacked up. So, I want to make sure that you make things clear. Because I know I heard what I heard. And I kind of went, she said, what? So, you a sex worker? That's right. So, y'all know, initially, our first thought process in being a sex worker is mean, like, you have sex for money. Uh-huh. That's what you meant? No. So, sex work right, is... Right. So, make yeah. it plain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sex work is anytime you are exchanging any sort of sexual favor for money. So rather that be phone sex, if it's a hand job, if it's a sexual massage, like tantric massage, if it's any sort of sexual exchange being, for being money, you would be considered a sex worker. A stripper is considered a sex worker. Being a wife. <laughs> I'm just going to keep sliding that in. I'm yeah. Sorry. So, so, I mean, any, any sort of sex work is um, work and yeah. uh, it's considered sex work. And y'all laughing, but when I do my presentations for um, sexual health and people shun sex, uh, sex workers, I'm like, okay, so how many of y'all marry? And he come on with a five-carat ring. Your thank you is sex. Mm-hmm. That's an exchange. Mm-hmm. You got a ring, and you gave some... You a sex worker. And not only that, but most of the married women that are saying how sex work is so bad, I'm sure that their husbands was just on the line with me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Very much Bruh. so. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if he and if he wasn't on the line with me getting some phone sex in, he was at the strip joint getting his penis jacked off. I could, okay. Well, I ain't jack off. And that's the only reason why he went home with a smile. Mm-hmm. So, hey, sex workers keep a lot of marriages together. Damn they do. right. They do. Damn right. They definitely because do. The thing I is, see the uh, remains coming to the office. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Because the thing is, is that all of these men that are reaching out to sex workers, regardless if it's a prostitute, stripper, phone sex worker, wives, they are looking for something that, that they, they can't get at home. Mm-hmm. Or they may be able to get at home, but they don't feel comfortable enough speaking their truth to their wives. Like I have a lot of cuckold clients, meaning they desire to see their wives have a big cock stuck in her. It's a what? It's called a cuckold relationship. Mm. Cuckold. So basically, it's it's typically a white man that feels very inadequate regarding his penis size, Mm -hmm. right? And so he feels like he'll never be able to please his wife because he doesn't have these big jumbo cocks that he sees on pornos. Mm -hmm. So he feels, he actually gets aroused by seeing a big black cock Mm -hmm. entering his wife. And so he calls me so he can live out this fantasy, right? So, um, but if you actually, you know, what I, what I teach in therapy is if you would actually have these conversations with your wife, um, hello, if I was married for 30 years, I would love to have another cock in me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I'm sure they would be okay with it. One year. Just go have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So you have to open up with your spouse and tell them what you need or tell them what you want. And I'm sure they just might be on board. Mm. Part of my part of being a relationship coach is that's one of the sessions that you have to have um, 
if you come to me. You have to be open with your sexuality, sexual relationships, sexual comforts, sexual um, boundaries, whatever that may look like. Because what you desire is what you desire. Mm -hmm. Now, it's up to that person to say yes or no. And then if whatever they say, it's up to you to be like, okay, well, I can do without it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, people need to have those open conversations. Because a lot of times, if you make your spouse feel comfortable enough in a relationship, fact is, they probably one of the freakiest people in a relationship. If they can feel comfortable enough that if... If I decide to climb up this wall Please and put a hand coming and you not gonna you not gonna go tell my business, mm-hmm. bro, you can probably get a whole lot of stuff, sis. You can probably get a whole lot of stuff if you not gonna go run to your girlfriend and tell your girlfriend what you just was able to do to stimulate your dude. And dude, you can't be going to your homeboy because what y'all telling is y'all might be getting somebody ready for y'all partner. Mm-hmm. That's right. Something you have to be open and honest with your partner. Or else, I mean, they're going to spend all their money with me. They'll just fine, too. Hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> bro, it's so much shade in this room, bro. I feel like an eclipse in heaven. I'm trying to make it through. Shut up. I know you got some questions. Actually, um, I don't really have any questions, but I'm just interested in the conversation because, you know, I love sex. Um, with masturbation, like, I know that I shared this on, like, the last episode. There's usually a lot of shame, especially I'm from the South. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. So there's usually a lot of shame surrounding, like, masturbation and just sex in general. But then when you get married, they want you to be these uh, basically porn star-esque people. And I'm like, how can you ever get to that if you're not comfortable in your sexuality and if you're not comfortable in exploring yourself? Like, I'm doing um, some special episodes, and in one of them I asked, like, when was the first time you ever masturbated? And one of the people on there said they had never masturbated. Mm. Um, and it kind of made me sad. It's so, it's so many women like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, how do you, I guess, like, how do you start to change people's minds regarding masturbation? Or if you wanted to start masturbating and you never have, what is your advice on Wait, wait, one question at a time. <laughs> okay. Because them, them two good questions, I'm waiting for them. So okay, what, so I'm sorry. What was the first one? See? <laughs> no, I forgot. Um, okay. How do, how, do, how do I change individuals' minds right. that, mm-hmm. that feel like masturbation is, you know, a sin? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, um, you know, we do grow up in these religious, you know, cultural, societal norms or standards that really puts this... Uh, tainted view on how we view sexuality, unfortunately. Um, So I really think that you have to remember that we are sexual, spiritual beings all at the same time. We come in the world that way. We, as, and when we're born, we're sexual. I mean, it starts at a very, very early age. People, kids start touching themselves at two and three years old. It's natural. Um, So you have to just forgive yourself, first of all. Forgive yourself for all of the, all of the knowledge and all of the things that people were feeding you over the years, forgive yourself for that and just start touching yourself. Just go for it. Just go for it. And you have to understand that pornography has really uh, distorted the way that we view sex as well because Mm -hmm. it's so unrealistic. It's not the way sex is supposed to be performed. So many individuals uh, feel that if I'm not pleasing another individual, I'm not doing 
sex. I'm not having the right kind of sex. Well, no. Um, what's real is that you need to please yourself because if you don't know what feels good to you, you won't be able to ever tell your partner how to please you. So the first thing you need to do is you just need to touch yourself. And I recommend um, touching yourself in a very sacred ritual type environment where you set the stage you light a candle you burn an incense you put on some meditative music mm -hmm. and you really lie there with some nice you know oils essential oils aromatherapy whatever and you really make this a sacred experience for yourself and you really just touch it's almost like meditation so if you can meditate you can touch yourself while you meditate it's your body why not, right? So um, I just recommend women to just forgive themselves for all of the things that were taught to them throughout the years because it's bullshit. I mean, that's just real. It's bullshit. You deserve to touch your body. Ain't nobody, can't, can't nobody tell you you can't touch your body. Um, so I think that uh, many women um, just need to touch themselves and they need to do it in a sacred environment where they can connect with the universe, they can connect with their bodies, and... Um, yeah. So <clears throat> that's a that's a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. So to piggyback off of that, like I agree completely. Like when I first became sexually active, um, it was with men. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what what it was until my first experience with a woman, and I was 21, and I started having sex at like maybe 15 or 16. Um, and she made me come for the first time, and after that, I had ne I had tried to touch myself, but it wasn't working. But after that experience, I started masturbating. I knew what it felt like. I knew how to please myself. And you wanted that feeling again. And exactly. And I'm like, I wish I could have. I'm not going to say experience a woman, but it took a woman to know how to please another woman. Mm -hmm. And that just goes back also to say that a lot of men don't know how to please a woman. They don't. Mm -mm. And my advice to anybody, like, get some toys, get something, like, learn your body and learn what feels good to you. Because mm -hmm. I wish I didn't waste all those years. And one of the things to start it off with, you need to learn the parts of your sexual reproductive system. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just think that thing is just one thing. It's got multi, uh, let, me, let me think. Erogenous. Yeah. Zones. Parts. Yeah. It has multi parts. And different parts stimulate different things and cause different feelings. And people think that... Uh, it's just about the penetration, and it's oh. not just about the penetration. That's oh. like the least of uh, the least <laughs> of my that's, worries. But that's, okay. but that's what a lot of people think. They and that's think. because they're watching so much porn, yeah. and that's what they see on the pornos. Because especially our generation, I'm 27, and so when I was growing up, that's how I was introduced to sex. I was I watched real sex on HBO <laughs> late at night. I was eight years old, mm -hmm. and I started rubbing my thighs together. It was this very particular way I had to do it. I had to rub them together and I had to squeeze <laughs> at the same time. And as I did it, I came. I started coming at eight years old. Mm -hmm. And so by at, at 10, I was using antibiotic ointment tubes, glue sticks, whatever was shaped in the form of a penis. I would wrap it in saran wrap and I started penetrating my own pussy mm -hmm. while I was touching myself, making my own self come. Mm -hmm. And so I got all of these sexual feelings at a very young age. So by the time I'm 16, I lost my virginity with a dude at 12, which he didn't do nothing because I didn't even come, right? And I'm like, when I'm by myself, I come all the time, you know? So even now today in my marriage, you know, me masturbating 
is life. I prefer masturbation over penetration any day, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. And and so that's, I'm kind of like the opposite spectrum of like um, touching myself. So when I was about seven or eight years old, I remember being in the bed like with my mom and my cousin. We was having a sleepover or whatever. And I was scratching my thigh and my mama popped the shit out of me because she thought I was touching myself. <laughs> and she was like, we don't do that. And that always, like, stuck with me until I got off on my own into college. So the first time I ever came, now, I started having sex when I was 16. But the the first time I ever came was my freshman year of college, and I used a bullet. And I squirted. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> because. That first one I always get you. be like, hold the front door. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was just so much. And I had. I never knew, and I had been sexually active for a while and had partners, and from that point on, I was like, oh, it's on. By the time I left college, I had a suitcase full of, <laughs> <laughs> full of sex toys. So I do agree with everything y'all said. Like, mas- I believe that masturbation is important, and whenever my child turns 16, if I have a girl 16, 17, I'm buying them a bullet. It's important. That and we have to touch themselves. on the fact that so many moms and dads shun their children from touching on themselves. Mm-hmm. They smack their hand away or, you know, whatever. And it's like that shame Mm -hmm. and that guilt that rides with them through adulthood. And so they never go on to touch themselves, which is a lot of women's issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of reason why marriages don't last because women feel like, oh, he's just fucking me. He's rabid. You know, he's that rabid penetration, which is not what we (laughs) desire. It's not what we naturally desire. Um, So then you're you're looking for this and out, you know, with Bill, Bob and Joe and they can't give it to you either. Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to get with yourself and really, really figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I have one that's I'm not like overly into masturbation. I'm not overly into penetration. I am a more all the round like type like the energy got to be right. Your tone got to be right. Your touch got to be right. Like all that matters to me. So like now, don't get me wrong. I can be ticked off and be like, okay, I need to get this one off. But, I mean, in the same aspect, a lot of women get confused with coming and having an orgasm. It's so many women that I have spoken to that they be like, orgasm, I ain't never had one of those. That's because all you're doing is humping. Like, it takes so many more, so much more of your body in sync for that to work. And people be like, well, I've never been told that. Like, a lot of people don't realize that you can stimulate yourself with touching your nipples. Mm-hmm. And then there are a lot of people that be like, that's why I'm not going to breastfeed because I don't want my kids to breast. That ain't got nothing to do with it because that's a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding and stimulating yourself with your nipples like yeah, that don't even in the same mindset. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it needs to be talked about more because growing up, I'm 40. This grown folks conversation. Go in your room. You know what I'm saying? Then, like you said, then you get married and they want you to be spinning off the doggone ceiling friend. Well, what I'm supposed to do? Because I was young, and then I got married, and you told me not to listen. So, like, I'm all, it's all about education. It's mm-hmm. all about education, understanding, being open, and being free with it. Yep. And Legally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, I, and to go back to one of like my we um I have a different like a group me with a bunch of friends girls that went to college and stuff and so I always put sexual stuff in there to try to change their minds but just make them think differently and we had a conversation about masturbation and they were like uh but what about entities that can attach themselves to you through masturbation and I kind of approached it what? Yeah, that's what they they said. They had watched something that meaning was, like spirits. Yeah, like spirits and stuff. And I was just like, well, see, I approach it from a different form because, like, when I masturbate, I kind of do it like you said. I don't put on music, but I do say a little prayer, like archangels, protection and healing before I do this masturbation, and um, just kind of like. A more make it more spiritual for me, and it was like I never thought of it like that. I'm like, yeah, because you're thinking of it from a, a um like a negative, a negative standpoint. standpoint. But I think about it from it's a, just a part of me, you know, like it's just the spiritual part of me that I'm feeding, kind of thing. Absolutely. And so for them to even have a thought in their mind that negative entities are going to enter into their spirit during masturbation just goes to show you that. Their, their minds are distorted and tainted with all of this bullshit because that's that's outrageous. I'm so confused. What is negative energy coming from if it's just you in the room? I didn't ask more questions. I just gave a... a <laughs> you answer. didn't ask more questions? I just gave an answer that would... Because we were out. So I just gave an answer that would be more... Um, to kind of like change their mind over it versus going into the negative energies because I don't have... I don't have time for that so but it's just you in the room so if the negative energy is there it's you it's you okay it's you. okay because i'm like you set your own atmosphere so what is a get you in it's there them, and it's probably their negative thoughts about masturbation right. their negative thoughts about sex all of those negative mm-hmm. thoughts yeah and so that's where sex magic comes in and i talked about that the last couple of days in a group sex magic is a totally different uh, aspect of not only sexuality but masturbation as well mm-hmm. and w- through sex mag- magic you can bring so many positive entities within your body and heal organs it literally has the power sex magic has the power to heal any ailments if you're suffering from b- fibroids cysts or you know uh, pms symptoms anything that could be ailing you uh, orgasms have the power to heal that. You just have to be able to, you have to know how to do sex magic, which we can get into that if y'all want, but um, you just have to know how to do that. But that's all positive energy. And it's, it's for all y'all people that are scientific, it's because it releases certain chemicals in your body that your yeah, body needs. Good endorphins, neurotransmitters. Yeah. yeah, it helps with. That's why I help with headaches. Like, not trying to be funny, but y'all know I suffer from migraines. Mm-hmm. And my auntie, who loves me so dearly, decided to send me an article that said, having more sex helps your migraines. I'm like, T.T., I've been known that. <laughs> I know the things. I appreciated that she sent that to me because she's my aunt, so she's older than me. And for her to feel comfortable enough to be like, hey, Nisi Poo, like, this can That's help. That's what it is. That was awesome to me because I'm saying, like, we if we don't teach the next generation, you know what I'm saying? So I felt... Her reaching out was awesome. So that's why, I mean, it works. It's not because, you know. And it's all about, in sex magic, it's all about your intentions, right? So it's all about the visual thought and placing those thoughts with the right intentions. And so if I'm healing a headache 
and I'm having an orgasm, I'm shooting that, I'm visually uh, visualizing that orgasm coming back up into my body and healing that headache. It's right? almost like clearing your chakras. Right. You yeah. have to visualize that energy coming back up into you, not just going out into the universe just to be going out there, which is fine. You know what I mean? But if you want to really practice sex magic, and that's that's with anything. If you want to, you know, manifest, uh, you know, a, a new partner or um, better confidence or whatever the case may be, you can manifest all of that with an orgasm. But it starts with an intention. It starts with a thought. And you have to put those, those positive thoughts out to the universe when you orgasm. Not just during the pleasure, but when the actual orgasm is taking place. I'll be concentrating. I'm going to have to. That's a lot to think about. And see, that's where people mess up, especially in sex magic, because the pleasure gets too intense. You forget about the intention. And so, Bruh. yeah. <laughs> and so if, if the pleasure is too intense, then the, the ritual is not going to work. Your intentions aren't going to go through to the universe. You have to make sure, like, if you just like, okay, I'm going to sit here and masturbate. And when I'm done, my headaches are going to be gone doesn't work like that. Like, you have to <laughs> literally envision your headaches as you are, you know, orgasming. You have to envision that. And as you envision it, then, you know, your orgasms will release. So I it's, think my it's ancestors very... love me because they know I can't concentrate and do that at the same And it worked. <laughs> I think my ancestors love me. I think they know I'm stupid with that. <laughs> because I'm thinking that at first, and then at some point, it'd be just like, it feels so good. Oh, yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay, so I want to, um, being that I'm 20, new mom, I am all about healing. I'm not going to say healing my daughter because she was just born. But having her learn from my mistakes. And when I say that, I mean I want to have the sex talk with my daughter. And I actually I want to buy her sex toys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just because I don't want you to wait until you're 21 to have your first orgasm. I want you to know... How to please yourself so no man can use that over you. Exactly. And I want her to, like, really own who she is because, I t like, I tell people this all the time. Like, I want to raise my daughter so right that no man can come in her life and try to give her anything. Like, she will already have had or have done. So, he, you can't take, like, it's you not You're not to my life. Right. You just complimenting exactly. my life. Exactly. So, I'm like, I do want to have that positive sex talk with her. That, but also I'm going to say you actually inspired this to me because when I heard that you have a sex bowl with condoms at your house, I was like, I want to give her that opportunity to, hey, if you're going to be sexually active, then let's, you know, let's talk, let's whatever the case might be. Or if you just have questions, like, let's talk. We're going to we gonna have to change our verbiage because we need people to add to us, not just compliment. They do. They need to be able to add too. But I mean... When I say that, I don't mean, like, not add nothing. What I mean is, like, to catch my eye. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, to, you got to bring more me. to the table. Yeah, you got to bring more Facts. to the table Facts. than, than yeah. just the basic yeah. stuff because my mama already gave me this. And you know what? That's That also puts them uh, more of control because a lot of times, a lot of these youth and teenagers are feeling like, um, since you were my first and you made me feel this mm -hmm. way, can't nobody else do it. If we break up, can't nobody right. else have you. And that's very dangerous because I've heard them say, I broke up with her and went with her and she didn't make me do what this one did. So I went back to her. Sweetie, it really didn't have anything to do with what she did to you. It was just that was your first your time, time coming yeah. and you ain't gonna never get that from th that's never gonna come back so right. what you need to do 
<laughs> but that's dangerous because they feel like, oh, I... It you, is dangerous. Yeah, And it's I very think a dangerous. lot of young women get caught up that way. Yeah. They, that's when they start, you know, having babies young and things like that. No shame. Mm-hmm. But, but that's, like you said, it's that education piece. Just educating our children at a very young age and keeping in mind that this is who we are. Yeah. yeah. We're sexual people. I started it. I started... My, I started talking to my kids at a young age, and I learned the legal standards that could be discussed and all that stuff like that. And um, I, I taught them their medical terms of their body parts, not the nicknames mm-hmm. and what touch was and what this was. And then it started at a young age, though, so it wasn't a shock to them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, okay, you 16, and this how kids born. You can't do that. No. That's a horrible 16? experience. Oh. And these kids starting early, bruh, in kindergarten. Cause damn right, they in the clothes closet trying to figure out why and yours stick ooh. out and mine go in. And it feels good <laughs> to them, right? They gonna start touching and it's gonna feel good. You yeah. gonna do what feels mm-hmm. good. It's natural. Yeah, them, yeah. I just I don't want my daughter to be in a position like that. I was like when I was maybe seventeen. I got I put myself on birth control. Like, the five-year, I put myself, because I'm like, I don't want to have kids, but I still want to be sexually active, but I do want to be in control of my body. And I'm like, I don't want my daughter to feel like she can't tell me something like that. Like, if she want to be put on birth control, then okay, let's look at options. Like, I don't want to be that parent that's just so anti-sex. And it goes into talking to, you know, as a sexual health advocate, I talk to 16, 17, 18, 19-year-olds that can't afford to get tested. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to tell their parents. They're like, oh, I can't use my credit card because my mom Mm -hmm. or dad will find out. That's awful. Mm -hmm. Why do your your children feel shame about coming to you and telling you they may have a, you know, life-threatening disease? Mm -hmm. That's awful. So we have to set those, you know, standards at a young age, at a very young age, at birth. Just for legal um, specifics, in the state of Missouri, the age of sexual reproductive is 13. So they can start going to the doctor by themselves at 13. And if you're in the St. Louis area, you can go to the spot that's in St. Louis, Missouri. And most of the services there are free until you're 24, from 13 and to 24. That's where I went. Yeah. So if you if you if that's what you need to be safe. Because you can't go nowhere else. At least go there. And you don't feel comfortable telling your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to come to us, um, I think you have to be over 18 to come to us. But bring your driver's license. And we're at 4000 Jennings Stations Road. We test for everything. HIV, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea. Um, you got to be 18? I think so. That's stupid. Yeah. Because they'll send them to the spot. Um, oh, that's... Okay. Yeah, they send the younger ones to the spot. Um, but just bring your license. We do treat for free. And um, we also offer PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis mm-hmm. at our location as well. I think one of the, the, the scariest things that I ever heard doing sexual health is um, I don't have to wear protection anymore because they got medication for everything. Mm. I almost lost my mind, y'all. I'm like, mm-hmm. but do y'all realize, like, the financial strain and what that medication does to your body? Like. Mm-hmm. It's more than just taking a pill once a day. You know what I'm saying? It comes with so much more that your mind can't even wrap around. So that's why I I was lucky my mom taught was free enough about sexual education and I pass it on to my kids and I pass it on to everybody else. Cause I know that's why. If if they asking, answer. Mm-hmm. 
Because sex is everywhere on the radio, on the TV, on the on everything. So they see it. And that's and that is the reason that I think like platforms like ours are important because we really do go after issues that are affecting our community and other people are afraid to talk about. Like I told somebody, I'm living my life shame free. Um, this year, I don't care as long as I'm helping somebody else. I don't care what's happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna reach back to the generation and generations behind me because it's about breaking those generational curses. And when I say curse, I don't even mean spiritual. I mean mind frames. Breaking those generational mind frames and just getting people to know that they are in charge of their own lives, their own selves, their own bodies, regardless of what the government thinks they're doing. So. Yeah. Any last words, guys? Or do you have anything that you want to say? You want to talk about pussy trauma? How can they find you? Go? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, pussy trauma is hashtag pussy trauma um, on Facebook. And it is a closed group. But you can search the group now and you can uh, find us. And it's a, Afri- a full African-American community of, of women that are open and honest and transparent in regards to all pussy trauma. Um, and uh, I think it's Vagina Trauma on Instagram, Nicole Powell on Facebook, and then I am a sexual health advocate um, for same-day STD testing, um, which is a large STD testing company here in St. Louis. Now, it is not free testing, um, but for those of you that um, want a little bit more privacy, discreetness, and, um, you know, it's I guess you would call it a little bit higher end of testing, um, you all can visit samedaystdtesting.com, samedaystdtesting on um, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we can we can help you out there as well. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, any last words? Love on yourself. That's right. Self love is the best love. Mm-hmm. In in honor of you know masturbation, uh, self masturbation month. Just go home and touch on yourself. And I really recommend that you practice this in a sacred mind frame. Understand that masturbation is a form of the highest form, and orgasm especially, is the highest form of spirituality. Um, You can connect so closely with the universe and manifest the life of your dreams through orgasm alone. Um, So if you, you know, set the right intentions and visualize um, during your masturbation time, it will be amazing. 30. My last words is, go buy a bullet. It was my first sex toy, and it's the sex toy that I gift all of my friends that have not ever experienced an orgasm before. Get you a bullet, a rechargeable one, if you think you're going to continue to do it. And just explore yourself. Happy Happy International Masturbation Month. My turn. Yeah. I ain't got nothing this week. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like be yourself and be free Legal, yes. legally this has been another episode of 20, 30, 40 straight talk no edit